0: To the TJSideways.com
1: podcast. Here is your host, TJ
0: Buffenbarger.
1: Thank you, Beth. Coming you from the Engine Pro Studios, just outside of Door, Michigan. Tonight brought to you by Maxim Racing Chassis, All-Star Performance, and of course, Engine Pro. A little different edition of the TJ Sideways podcast as we had some breaking news yesterday. The sprints on dirt series sold something i didn't think i'd see for a very long time it's uh been managed by various people over the years but announced officially that john nida has sold the series to dave Mozillo and of course uh we broke the news yesterday officially of the series sale and this is going to be a very interesting transition for the sprint center dave has a Uh, just unbelievable collection of motorsports entities he's managing at the moment from racetracks to series. And uh, this year we'll be taking on a couple of different sprint car series. So we did take a moment to talk today, but we also called John uh, Nida up to see uh, why he sold the series and why this was the right time to do this. So this episode is going to be pretty much focused on the, uh, sale of the sprints on dirt. And we will start this edition off with talking to John Nida about why he sold the series and, uh, what he's going to be up to now that he doesn't have a racing series to run. So here is John Nida. Well, John Nida, um, I'm not used to you being in the silly season conversation because you always had your own car stuff. So you really weren't in the silly season conversation, but uh, you made quite a splash uh, this week when you decided uh, or were announced that you were selling the sprints on dirt series. What made this the right time for you to sell sod?
0: Well, you know, we formed sod 39 years ago and, uh, it's been a long ride, even though we didn't uh, actively management ourselves for most of those years. Uh, you know, Three years ago, I took it over with a uh, vision that I had to uh, create something new, something exciting, something that would hopefully build a future for sprint car racing. And uh, we did a lot of work to come up with it. And I felt the only way to get it done was to do it myself. So uh, we went ahead. Uh, I've accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish with it, and now I have two grandsons, seven and eleven, uh, who are racing micros, uh, doing very successful, uh, being very successful at it, uh, winning championships in their first full year. Uh, I'd like to go to more of their races, and I'd like to actually enjoy racing. So that's where uh, where I'm at, and. I was looking for somebody uh, that could do a a good job. Uh, My main concern is ensuring Sod has a strong future, and uh, Dave uh, Mozilla uh, happened to be that person.
1: What made Dave the right person in your mind?
0: Well, several things. Uh, Dave is a promoter first. Uh, He's an, an innovative thinker. Uh, just like I am, he'll think out of the box and, uh, he, he's made, uh, these, uh, radical moves successful. Uh, he understands the ins and outs of dealing with drivers, with sponsors, with tracks. Uh, so overall, uh, here's a complete package, not to mention the fact that he's very personable, uh, a very honest person. And, uh, you know, all of that adds up to the right person, you know, for the job.
1: When you started this in 1980, did you think SOD would become the brand name basically for the local sprint car scene here in Michigan?
0: Not really. And, yeah, I mean, that wasn't my intention. My intention at that time was to, you know, make sure, uh, you know, sprint car racing grew in the state because, quite frankly, there was not much of it at that time. Uh, I didn't, uh, envision us going, uh, this long and this far, uh, you know, and, uh, having the success we have had.
1: And I always, I have to ask this question because I've always wondered it. And I didn't warn you. I was going to ask you this. You're the Fremont Speedway track champion in 1978. And to be honest, where you were originally from there in Lambertville, it was closer to go to probably to Fremont at that time. What made like making something in Michigan attractive to you in 1980?
0: Well, TJ, uh, even though I've always lived in Michigan, uh, I hadn't raced at Michigan for several years uh, when I began my career. Uh, I went to Fremont. I raced Fremont, Finley, Lima. And then I raced uh, in what uh, was a, a series that was running prior to the formation of the All-Stars yeah, and I raced in uh, West Virginia, Ohio, Indiana, uh, got around quite a bit with them and actually did quite well finishing third in one year. Uh, but I always wanted to race in Michigan because I was from Michigan. <laughs> and the only thing really going on in dirt was um, Butler Modifieds. But uh, once a year, uh, Louis Freeburn would have an open competition show where uh, spur cars could go in there and race. So uh, eventually I took advantage of that situation and uh, just thought, man, there are dirt tracks in Michigan. Why, why can't we really uh, build something here? So uh, that's where it all started.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that piece of it. So looking back now, you've you've done this and you've it's sold now and, and so forth. What's going to be the one or two maybe standout memories from Saad for you?
0: Well, I would have to say the fact that we've been able to uh, survive for this long, TJ. Um, you know, when uh, when you stand tall, you're always a bigger target. And we've been a bigger target over the years. We've had other organizations start up and threaten to uh, put us out of business. And, you know, we've we've survived all of these things. We've made adjustments when the sport has changed. And the sport has changed definitely considerably over all these years, and it's just the fact that we've been able to uh, read things right and uh, make the adjustments and, uh, you know, get stronger and stronger, and I think the uh, the fact that we have so many uh, marketing partners now, 34 of them, uh, is an indication that they believe in what we're doing.
1: Well, it's is, this might seem hard to believe, but my dad used to always tell me stories of, going to sprint car races in michigan before sod and actually one night he went to crystal and there were six or seven cars so he got in the car and drove down to i-96 he was racing at the same night apparently at this time and he was happy because there were 10 cars there so this is (laughs) so he, he that's the way it used to be like a lot of people don't remember what it was like before then and to be honest, I mean, sod for someone like me was my gateway into a majority of the sprint car racing uh, as I was a kid and not the age you or anyone else, but I'm f- over 40 now. So uh, I think we all all owe you a thank you for uh, starting this craziness that we all chase around the state <laughs> every now and then because I, I think that a lot of things in the state don't happen unless Saad uh, gets a foothold back in 1980. So uh, from all of us, thank you very much.
0: Well, thank you very much, TJ. And, you know, just just one side note, going back to the days you're talking – you know, we have to, used to have people like Bobby Allen and Rick Ferkel and any number of people that came up in the early days. And, yeah, it, uh, it took a while to build up these uh, car counts. And, uh, you know, so that, uh, that's really been uh, satisfying, too. Well,
1: John, I completely get it. And, uh, you know, one more last thing. Do you think, what is it going to be like to go to the racetrack and watch the grandkids not have a car to work on? not have a series to worry about, not you know, all these various things, uh, and just be able to focus on them. you think it'll be a, a, a little bit weird?
0: Oh, TJ, we did it a couple times this last summer, and it was great. Racing could actually be fun.
1: <laughs> well, that's great. Well, John, <laughs> I hope you and Kathy enjoy your retirement, enjoy uh, chasing the kids around because they do have promising careers ahead of them, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the racetrack chasing them around now.
0: We'll be there, and I'll be uh, I'll be at some of the side shows. I'm uh, helping out Dave as much as I can, and uh, we're excited uh, for the future of Sod and also excited to follow the grandkids.
1: Awesome. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much, TJ.
1: Well, I can hardly blame John, being a dad myself and seeing the way my dad uh, fawns over my son, Uh, and if you haven't had a chance, Darren and Dylan Nida have had a pretty tremendous season in the micro and junior sprints. And, uh, Darren in particular, just picking up a out at the U S 24 speedway in the uh, restricted 600 class. So they're going to have a bunch of racing experience, probably more than both their grandfather and their great grandfather and their dad ever had, uh, by the time they're actual adults. So it'll be interesting to follow their career and, uh, can't blame them really to, to be able to hang out the racetrack and, uh. Uh, Enjoy the grandkids. Now, Dave Mazzillo uh, doesn't have much time to enjoy anything. (laughs) He has a a collection of motorsports entities that he manages. I don't even know how he knows where he is on what day and how, but uh, thanks to some good people surrounded by him, he surrounded himself with, he's able to uh, manage the craziness of all the things that he uh, uh, takes on from racetracks to series. So took a moment to sit down with Dave and find out why he wanted to uh, take on the sprints on dirt and what his plans are with the series. And also uh, he'll be doing some crate uh, series for the crate sprint cars as well and how that fits into the whole fold. So here's Dave Mazzillo, the new owner of the sprints on dirt. Dave Mazzillo I don't know how far you were on people's radars in the sprint car world uh, before Wednesday night, but it seems like you've definitely uh, uh, hit on the radars now, radar now with uh, the news that you purchased the sprints on dirt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just really excited that John was able to have enough faith in me to pick up where he is going to leave off because he wants to spend more time with his grandkids.
1: Yeah, and you know, let's let's kind of uh, circle back here to for people that don't know who you are, because there's probably a lot of like people in the dirt sprint car world that have haven't maybe heard your name or just heard it in passing. Uh, give them some background about what you do and all the different things you're involved with.
2: Well, I've been in racing basically all my entire life. Uh, I also own Top Speed Fabrication, what builds racing pit equipment for uh drag racing teams big drag racing the nitro funny cars uh we do a lot of that um uh, i have bearfield motorsports park now i acquired the top speed modifieds back in 2012 and it's just been it's been it's pretty exciting since then
1: yeah, and, and just uh, we we're kind of recapping uh, off the air here a little bit. Icar Modifieds, the Icar Main Event Late Model Series presented by Seneca Performance. Uh, there's a karting series, um, just a bunch of different things here, which uh, uh, leads me to believe. So, you know, with all this already on your plate, why did you want to purchase sod? How did it come about?
2: Well, John and I talked last year at the PRI show, and he told me what his plans was. And I said, I'm really interested uh, because when I was a kid, he was always, Saad was always racing at a villa, so I watched it growing up as a kid. And, you know, I never thought I would be owning Sod And, well, also I never thought I would own Bearfield Motorsports Park either sitting there in the bleachers watching as a kid. So you never know what's going to happen in life until it comes to you.
1: And when, when did it really start coming into reality? When did the actual purchase, like really start things started moving ahead where it looked like you were going to buy this thing?
2: Uh, A couple three weeks ago, maybe a month ago.
1: Okay. So this came together pretty quickly then.
2: So, uh, yeah, Yeah, but we've talked about it over the summer too. And over the winter of last winter. So, it's been a year in the planning.
1: Okay. And in this, you're kind of taking on, you, you have a lot of payment stuff going on, but you're kind of diving into the dirt world head first Cause not only do you have the sod series, but you're also taking on the crate sprint cars as well.
2: Yeah. We, uh, we just acquired that from uh, Plymouth Speedway, which the world of outlaws uh, decided to give up on it. Uh, they didn't, I, the only thing I can gather on the thing was they didn't want to spend the energy to make it happen. So when it was presented to me, uh, I thought about it for a couple of weeks and I decided we'll go ahead and move forward because I was really hoping that the uh, sod deal was going to work out. And by doing this, uh, it makes I'm going to make a feeder class out of the, the uh, CSR series. That we're actually going to take it to other racetracks. And this way, a guy that, you know, it takes a lot of money to get in sprint car racing, but with the CSR, you can get in for with a crate engine because that's what it's a 602 crate engine. So I want to basically get to the point where they're basically the same, and that way a guy can get his feet wet, and then, you know, he can work, run for a couple of years in that division and buy a, a bigger engine. And now he's running with sod where, you know, where a guy... Can, probably didn't have that opportunity uh, a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. And that also dispels any kind of myths because I, I know people who knew you were associated with the crates and stuff, but we're not going to turn sod into a crate series and vice versa. They're going to stay separate entities, correct?
2: Oh yeah. Two different things. Uh, they will never race at the same track with each other.
1: Interesting. Okay. So no double headers as well. So that'll be a kind no.
2: of, yeah. Interesting. Two separate identities. Um, one is a learning class to learn to how you set the car up and car control, because you can be a lot younger. Uh, I think there's actually a 13-year-old kid racing in that division. So this it gets his feet wet where it doesn't have a lot of horsepower, where the side cars do.
1: Interesting stuff. Now, you are... Based in the Indiana area, which uh, leads me to believe, you know, into the next thing. Do you think you see any major changes, geography wise, in the schedule for next year, or anything? Or are you going to pretty much stand at it at this point?
2: Uh, the schedule is uh, John will be taking care of the scheduling for the races for next year for the 2019 season, and you know we'll just see how it grows. But I just I just expect growth on it. And I mean, nothing changes, no rule changes, no staff changes, nothing. It's all stays the same. I, I do not like change one bit.
1: Interesting. So, uh, business as usual with the sprints on dirt for 2019, uh, you know, you're announcing this now, you had to jump on it before PRI, uh, still a lot to do though. Um, and we talked a little bit off the air. I mean, you've got Bearfield, Icar, Sod. You know, how much do you plan on being at the races and and how are you gonna manage all these entities?
2: Uh, like I said, I got a great staff. My wife is uh about ninety eight percent behind me. <laughs> <laughs> she uh she thinks it takes up too much of my uh summer.
1: I imagine uh, so. But uh but yeah, so so well, you know, surrounding yourself with good people is a is a big thing. So you're gonna be able to to juggle all these things apparently. Um, you now are the owner of the Brest, probably known brand name for sprint car racing in Michigan. Do you feel your responsibility taking over that?
2: Yeah, I I think everything's just you know, just, I'll treat sod no different than I treat any of the other series that I've got. I mean take for example, I mean the modifies have been going to Bristol for the past two years and you know, if I had the chance to go to Bristol, or do I have a chance to go to Berlin? I sent my guys to Bristol to handle the Bristol race, and I went to Berlin and handled the outlaw race.
1: Interesting. So, there yeah, you go. So, it's divide and conquer. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, it, they're, they're all, I treat every one of them as the best I can. And, you know, the chips fall where they do, and, you know, Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, uh, we always have a successful rate.
1: Have you had a chance to reach out to any of the existing sod teams or promoters over the past twenty four hours?
2: Uh, some of them called me, want to know if there if there is going to be any changes and on how this is going to impact the series. And I said this it doesn't change anything. I mean, John will still be there. The rules are the same. The staff is the same. Everything's the same. Uh, I mean, if we find some more. Sponsorship money, we'll throw some bonus money in on some different races wherever those sponsors like. What what we do is with the other series is we, we find a sponsor in that area, and that's because it's hard to find a sponsor without a big corporation to sponsor you on a local level. So, you know, we kind of target people like in the Berlin area or the Toledo area, and, you know, that's where we do our with sponsorships, so we put a little extra money here and there for different things. We just, we just don't take the money and throw it in our pocket and keep it like it is. We, uh, we like to give back to the racers as much as we can.
1: That'll be a good thing for you. So, so now you, you've had a year to kind of contemplate this that it might happen, and over the past month it has. Is there like a five-year plan at this point? Three-year plan? Uh, where would you like to see? Sprints on dirt in about five years.
2: Uh, I'd like to see uh, the pay increase (laughs) as in bonus money for, you know, guys that's got to travel a long distance because travel expenses just, that's what kills racing anymore is the traveling expenses. Um, I'd like to see them uh, be open up for different, you know, let's say open up for you know, just off the wall, Lucas Oil 8 models to, you know, showcase what we got in front of them to, you know, be on TV with them. So just different opportunities like that to open up for the bigger headliners. Gotcha.
1: Well, Dave, this is going to be an interesting adventure for you. I'm sure uh, diving headfirst into the sprint car world. We're really glad to have you and uh, i look forward to seeing what happens here over the next year or so.
2: Oh, it's going to be exciting. All right, Dave.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you very much.
2: Okay, thank you.
1: Well, Dave Mazzilla is going to be a very busy guy in 2019. And I want to thank Dave and John Nieder for taking time out of what has to be a, a crazy schedule since this announcement. Uh, phones ringing off the hook with people wanting to know what to go on, what's going on. But just to recap. Uh, sprints under, no major changes foreseen by Dave Mozilla in 2019. John Knight is staying on to do scheduling and sponsor work. He'll be at some of the races as well. No other major changes. And also, uh, with Mozilla taking on a crate sprint car series, uh, the crates that were racing regularly at Plymouth Speedway now going to travel a little bit. Uh, they're not going to race at the same track on the same night, apparently. So then the crates are going to serve as a feeder division into the sprints under. It could be a good avenue for people to take into the uh, sprint car series there to get in the sod. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. So I want to thank both Dave and John for joining us tonight on the TJ podcast. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, the Google play store, Stitcher and on Podbean. And don't forget to leave us a review as well. Silly season fully ramped up, and we'll have more coverage here next week. We're going to talk to Max Stambaugh about his ride change for 2019 uh, during the Home Pro Roofing Team, and we'll also dig up a couple of other guests as well. So uh, That'll do it for this edition of the TJ Sideways Podcast. Thank you very much, and we'll see you down the road at the racetrack.
2: Thank
0: you for listening to the TJ Sideways Podcast.